0: Hello, dear friends. I hope you recognize once again that theme song. If you do, you know what time it is. It's time to for Let's Talk About Jesus, our weekly Bible study right here on our website. We want to thank our return listeners. If you're a return listener, you automatically become part of our listening family. And it's a growing family, and we appreciate hearing from those of you who are being uh, spiritually fed through this broadcast. How do I know? Why would I make that kind of statement? Because we're bringing the Word of God to you. I love what the Old Testament prophet said when he said, Thy words were found. I did eat them, and they were unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Even the warnings in Scripture should cause our hearts to rejoice because of God's watch care over us. Even if we're convicted, even chastened by the Word of God. Amen. It's God's watch care over us. It's His Loving us. Listen, God loves you unconditionally. He does love us unconditionally. That's why we can come to Christ just as we are, as the great song says. The great invitation song, just as I am without one plea, but that His blood was shed for me, and it bids me come to thee, O Lamb of God. I come. He loves us unconditionally. Amen. But he also loves us too much to leave us in a condition uh, of any kind of bondage or servitude to the devil. He come to set us free. Praise God. Well, having said that today, we hope the word of the Lord is the joy and rejoicing of your heart today as we partake of it together, as we go to the word today on on the subject, the sign of dying love, the sign of. Of dying love is our subject today. And we want to put it in context. We want to answer that question under the overarching uh, uh, teaching of the signs of the times. And this sign, the sign of dying love, is one of the signs of the times. And it is a sign that the coming of the Lord is very, very near. It's a sign that we are in the last of the last days. Now there will be signs in nature, there will be signs in the world, uh, there will be signs in the culture, and there will be signs in the Christian community even that the coming of the Lord is nigh at hand. And this is a sign in the Christian community. And this, it's the sign of dying love. It's not everyone, but there is a definite cooling down of that fervent love for Christ. That first love, that sweetheart love, that love that brings us to prayer, that that doesn't drive us to our knees because of trouble, but draws us to fellowship with God. Amen. Because He has loved us and given His Well, having said that, I want to read from Matthew's gospel, chapter 24, beginning and just verse 3 and 4 and then dropping down. So let's get into God's word today. Amen. It says, and has, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of of thy coming and of the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them. Now we don't have time to read all of it. You could and you should. Matthew's gospel chapter 24 answering this question that I believe is becoming a paramount question in, in the hearts of many, not just Christians, but people across the world. Amen. That see the signs of the times we used to sing the song hear the song sung the signs of the times are everywhere there's a brand new spirit in the air praise god well let's look at this in in answer to this question part of that answer is in verse 11 12 and 13 jesus said and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many And because iniquity shall abound, lawlessness, sinfulness shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The love of many. This is the sign of dying love. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Now that word many, Is so disconcerting to me. Every time I see it, I just, I feel a a heaviness come on me because many, many Many. That word is used when, when people have called Jesus Lord that never knew Him and never stayed true to Him. Many shall say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we've done mighty works in your name, cast out devils in your name, and I shall say unto them, Depart from me, you that work iniquity. There's that word again. I never knew you. This is vital to our victory today, is maintaining and sustaining the fire of the first love. In the last days, he said, just prior to his coming, many, many would lose that fire, would lose that flame, and therefore would fall away. And that's what constitutes the great falling away, or the apostasy, as it's called. Jesus said the the, the Antichrist Christ, that son of perdition, he shall, man of lawlessness, he shall not be manifest until there come a falling away first. It begins in, in, in the last days, it comes to its apex during the tribulation itself, and it's called the beginning of sorrows. Amen. So these are the signs of the times, the sign of dying love, that lack of devotion to God and to His, His truth and to His Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Is a sign that the coming of Christ is near. And the good news is, that's the bad news, it's happening. But here's the good news, praise God, amen. That flame can be rekindled. We can, amen, rekindle the flame of the first love, amen. All right, listen to Revelation chapter 2. And listen to what it says. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden golden candlesticks. I know thy works, thy labour. And thy patience. How thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they're apostles and are not. found them to be liars. Thou hast borne and thou hast patience. And for my name's sake thou hast labored and not fainted. Nevertheless. After all of these uh, commendations you see. Here's a condemnation. Nevertheless I have somewhat against thee. Because thou hast left thy first love is it possible therefore to be so committed to our dogma and doctrine and creed which is true and which we should be and yet not do it out of that vital love for christ and love for god according to this scripture yes it is so it didn't it didn't just begin in the last days this love of many waxing cold it began in the first generation of christians Listen to verse 5. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. Repent and do thy first works. Or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of its place, except thou repent. Amen. Listen. This call to repentance of moving away from of the love for God and for Christ waxing cold is a call to every generation of Christians, because the danger is always present, that we will not feed the flame, amen, that causes the first love to not only be ignited in us, but to be sustained. That's why the Bible said, stir up the gift that is in you, Paul wrote to Timothy, amen, stir up. That word is one Greek word, and it means to fan into flame a fire that threatens to go out through neglect. That's why Jesus said, do your first works. This is how you truly repent get back in the Word of God, not because you feel the the need to necessarily, not because you feel that desire to necessarily, just open the Bible once again in the New Testament to begin with and begin to read once again like you used to read. Get down on your knees, put on Christian music that you love, oh, amen, And, and, and just sit in the presence of God for a while and just begin to, to talk to Him. Ask Him to help you, amen, today. To, to not just feel what you used to feel, but to actually begin to sense His presence once again and to appreciate His great love for you once again. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and His glory, of Jesus And His love. I love to tell the story. Praise God. Will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and His love. You see, we love Him because He first loved us. And it's the reiterating, it's the revisiting the cross, it's to once again developing that gratefulness for what He has done for us when He suffered. And died on the cross that we might be set free today. Praise God. So Jesus is telling them, you do, you do your first works. Amen. And that first love is going to be rekindled. It's going to happen because it's part of seeking God for it to happen once again. Now here are some of the signs of that dying love if it's happening in you it's happening in me then we need to immediately begin to address this amen what what are the warning signs of dying love let me tell you something about the devil's devices he cannot prevail against us unless first he is able to put out the fire of the first love and number one when my delight is in the Lord is no longer as great as my delight in someone or something else take warning listen the Bible said thou shalt love the Lord thy God with what with all not some not even most but with all of thine heart and this, dear friend, is an age when men and women will be lovers of pleasures, according to Second Timothy 3 and verse 4, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. The Amplified says it very clearly, lovers of sensual pleasures and vain amusements more and rather than God. See, there's a lot of things that are not sin at all until we begin to love them more than we love God and put them as a priority above serving God and seeking God. And this, dear friend, is the spirit of the age and it's also the sphere of the flesh. It's a clear indicator that that the flesh is exerting dominance over our lives. And when it does, the devil makes his appeal to our flesh in that condition. So I'm going to read some things to you here that I wrote down years ago on this subject. Listen, when a Christian finds himself loving any book more than the Bible, take warning. Any house more than God's house, take warning. Any pleasure more than prayer, yes, I said pleasure more than prayer, take warning. Any person more than Christ, take warning. Any worldly activity more than Christian service, take warning. It's time to take alarm Amen. We can fix this. Amen. It can be fixed. It's not beyond repair even if we've drifted into a spiritual desert, into a spiritual coldness, a winter time. Listen, we can come back to a fervency, stir up the gift that is in you fan into flame, you see. A fire that threatens to go out because of neglect. And when we do our first works, we're going back, picking up and recommitting to those things that we have neglected because that first love is waning. We must remember And re-enter the rich fellowship of our Father's love. We love Him because He first loved us. And it's dwelling upon that. Focusing on that. Oh, what a a great love. What kind of love? What manner, Paul said, of love is this? Hallelujah. That we might be called the children of God, the sons of God. What kind of love is this that God has loved us with? That would not only forgive our sins, but forget our sins and bring us into the royal family as his very sons and his very daughters. Our intense love for Him must be preceded by receiving love from Him and by renewing our fellowship with Him. Listen, it is vitally important to love Him back for loving us, to reciprocate. This is reciprocal love. Amen. We love Him because... The Bible says, Thou shalt love the Lord with all. No, we love Him with all because He has given us His all. Praise God. He has not just died for us on the cross. Dear friend, He has suffered and died for us on the cross. It wasn't a clean death. It wasn't a, a simple, quick death. It was a long, agonizing death. Upon that cross But he endured the cross Despising the shame And enduring the pain And he did it for you And he did it for me And when the first love is dying It means we have lost Our focus Upon just how much God has loved us In the giving of his son And how much Christ loved us In the giving of his self Upon the cross, but when we go back to the cross and we sit at the foot of the cross and we lift up our heads and see him dying, writhing and dying and gasping, being literally tortured to death upon that cross. Oh, friend of mine, the love for him begins to be rekindled, and a new flame of first love devotion begins to rise up within us. We're stirring up. Hallelujah. Amen. The flame of the first love. And the effectual, fervent prayers of righteous men and women avail much. When we love Him fervently, our prayers take on a whole new attitude and atmosphere. And we're going to come to that. Amen. Listen, love Him with all of your heart. Listen, when my soul does not long for rich fellowship in God's Word and prayer, see, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and this bringing us to prayer. Prayer is talking to God. The Word of God is God talking to us. A very distinct sign of love losing its intensity is the breakdown of communication. Prayer is the nearest approach to God and the highest enjoyment of Him that we are capable of in this life. There is no listen, you may have been in a service where the Holy Ghost is moving mightily, the Holy Spirit is being poured out and manifesting and you just feel like I, I heard a preacher put it this way, probably me but anyway, I've quoted so many preachers, sometimes I quote myself and not even realize it but but he said, heaven, heaven I was in a service where heaven came down and kissed the earth and I was right in the middle of the smack <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. A well, friend of mine, I want you to know that there is something deeper than just sensing those Holy Ghost goose pimples, if you please, that liver shiver. <laughs> Amen. In the service where you just sense the presence of God and you just react emotionally and physically to it, there's a closeness to God in prayer. That is closer than that. That's why when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was committing himself to go to the cross for us, the Bible said his soul was sorrowful unto death. And this intimacy with God was so important. His sweat Became as great drops of blood when, when the, the little capillaries under the stress of it, just under the skin, uh, and the sweat glands, the, the blood began to blend and with the sweat and come out through the sweat glands. Friend of mine, this is an intense pressure upon him, but he prayed in an intimacy. In one of the Gospels he said, Abba Father, If there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. And the emphasis is on the cup of suffering that He was going through, not just the pain of the cross, but the shame and separation of the cross. Friend of mine, but there's also the very fact that He prayed with an intimacy. Abba, Father. Aramaic, two-syllable word. Our equivalent would be Dada, when a baby recognizes Father and, and expresses that recognition in, in the simplest of terms, in the simplest of terms, Jesus said, Abba, Father, if there's any other way, let the cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will be done. When He made that commitment, angels came and ministered unto Him. They didn't come to take away any of the pain but the pressure, the pressure was off of him. That he could even pray in the pain and shame of the cross. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Prayer is the nearest approach to God and the highest enjoyment of Him that we are capable of in this life. What a statement. (laughs) I didn't make that. I'm sure someone else did it, but it is it is in my heart to believe this is so very, very true. Therefore, prayer must be more than a religious ritual or routine. Prayer should be the privilege and pleasure of an intimate, Relationship with God. You know, in 1 John, it says, Truly, our fellowship, the Greek word is koinonia, and it means intimacy. Truly, our fellowship is with God and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. This fellowship relationship, God initiates it, but we must begin to respond to it and appropriate it. That's what he said to the church of Ephesus in the beginning. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I uh, will come. Laodicea, I'm sorry. (laughs) Listen, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. And listen, sup with him him and he with me that's a table for two dear friend this is a time when god and those that have been reconciled to him have a time of personal intimate interchange with one another and prayer is that place, that table, <laughs> enter into thy closet and shut to the door, Jesus said. Shut out, put, turn off the cell phone, <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, turn off the television, turn off the radio, and spend some personal private time in the presence of God. Because believe me, he's going to show up. When we do that. Amen. So it must be more than ritual and routine. It's a privilege. And a pleasure. Of intimate relationship with him. I love that great song. Of the faith. Amen. That Dottie Rambo wrote years ago. And it says. I didn't come here. To ask you for anything. I just came to talk with you. Lord, it doesn't mean we don't tell Him what our needs are. We don't pray and ask for those needs to be met. It means that initially we come to God in prayer not just to ask for something, but to enjoy fellowship with Him. Amen. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, this call to do our first works is a wonderful call of God to come back to the privilege and power of prayer. Amen. Woodrow Wilson said of the Word of God he said I'm sorry for men who do not read the Bible every day. I wonder why then they deprive themselves of the strength and the pleasure. You see we must reestablish as priorities a time for the study of God's Word and a time for prayer will result and be pleasure and power. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is indeed our strength today. That's when our soul begins to have rich fellowship. Our mind is stirred up. Stir up your pure minds through remembrance. Praise God. Amen. What a, what a call of God today to, to be forewarned when that first love is beginning to die and just simply, just simply go into the, private place. Find doesn't mean a closed closet, although that would be fine. I had a man that asked me one time, he said, when I was bivocational and I worked for 12 years, bivocational of the almost 50 years of ministry. And and he said to me, he, he said, he said, Rev, He said, he said, the only time I can pray in the morning is in the bathroom after I shave. He said, I I shave so quickly so I can have some time in prayer because we all have to take turns in the bathroom. (laughs) My kids getting ready for school. My wife getting ready for work. I'm getting ready for work. And yet I want to spend some time. Do you think it would be offensive to God if I prayed in the bathroom? <laughs> Amen. I felt like saying, well, it is the throne room. Amen. <laughs> no, friend. Listen, listen, God takes seriously when you have a heart and you take the time and you, you find a place where the door is shut, Jesus said to pray with this intimacy, this this fellowship relationship, this koinonia. Hallelujah, amen. Go into your closet and shut to the door. That means to shut out everyone but Him, and to spend time alone with Him. Maybe you like to walk in the woods. Maybe you like to walk on the beach and pray. That's a closet when you find that. Private, personal time. You, you find it where you make it, where you feel like, I feel close to God right here and right now, and I'm gonna spend some time meditating. Now I'm not talking about that Eastern junk and this, this, you know, I'm talking about focusing on Him and Him alone. Alone, And not just talking to God in prayer, but hearing from God. As there's an interchange, an intercourse with Him in prayer, spiritually. Hallelujah. Love Him with your heart. That's just simply loving Him back for loving you. And with all your heart, and all your soul, all your mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. And begin... To re-enter in to that that will rekindle through the first works. Just doing it. You know, Nike sold a whole bunch and still selling a whole bunch of tennis shoes. By a marketing phrase, just do it. Concerning your walking, your exercise, whatever you're involved in. don't, Don't hesitate. Just do it. Just do it. Jesus said, do your first works. He's saying, just do it. Don't wait for a feeling. Don't wait till you feel like it. <laughs> Amen. Just do it. Do your first works. And he knew what would happen when you get back in the Word. You get back into spending time with him. Put on Christian music. Sit down in his presence. Just sit down in his presence and just Wait. Upon the Lord. Amen. And then begin to speak to him. And pour out your heart before him. And then spend the time listening. So that he can speak to you. Open your Bible prayerfully then. And let him speak to you through his word praise god amen i i i love 3d i love three-dimensional things i i love pop-up books ever since i was a child i used to i used to put on those old 3d glasses and read 3d comics amen years ago and then i love the books when you open the book there's a pop-up scene And then you go to the next page and there's a pop-up scene to illustrate the the story i remember one christmas some people bought me some actually children's books with dinosaurs or something but when you open the book it pops right up (laughs) they said pastor likes this kind of but it wasn't the childishness of it it was just something i enjoyed you know what i enjoy opening up the Bible, and I've read it so many times over the years, and yet it's fresh and new when the Spirit of God takes a Scripture and it just pops up, pops out, and pertains directly to something that's been needing addressing in my life. I want you to know I eat this Word before I serve it to you. (laughs) Amen. That words were found. I did eat them, the prophet said, and they were unto me, the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Praise God. Amen. I don't I don't know where you are spiritually. I don't know what kind of distractions and discouragements you may have had. But I know that you live in a faulty body. I know you live in a fallen world. I know that you have a formidable foe that's always trying to put out the fire of the first love. And if you have found yourself drifting away, the love waxing cold, there's a word from Christ to you. In the book of Revelation, to the church of Ephesus, Remember, from whence thou hast fallen repent and express that repentance not just by saying oops my bad no by doing your first works and I guarantee you according to the word of God when you start doing your first works if it's ever been kindled it's going to be rekindled and that fire and that flame is going to be there when you pray and the effectual listen fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman it a man, it, a, it manifests much praise God there's going to be a shaking there's going to be a quaking there's going to be a rising up of Christians that are going to stand up after they have knelt down and they're going to be counted. Amen. And God can count on us. (laughs) Hallelujah. To be the salt, to be the light that He's called us to be in the name of Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. Friend, if you don't know Jesus today, His coming is near. His coming is soon. The first love has never been kindled within you, but it will be if you repent of your sin and come to Christ as your Savior and your Sovereign, your Lord and your Master. Don't run from Him today. Run to Him, and you will find the things of this world becoming strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. In Jesus' name.